Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Once again, we are back with the young GM, a 13-year-old general manager who's been fired by 31 teams by still living a dream. GM, we had the AFC and the NFC playoffs, and um, I have my opinions about those games. But um, this show is not about me. This is about the young GM. Tell me what you think about that NFC playoff game. Um, well, so we got the Lambs at the Winers. And um, this one was going to be a good one because these are two. Uh, these were the two best NFC teams. Not overall. Obviously, we had the first seed as the Packers and the second seed as the Buccaneers. But those two teams, gone. Um, we'll talk about the Buccaneers and Brady later, but we can't, we got down to the two final NFC teams and this was closer than expected. And this was actually, I expected this game to be at least both teams scored 25 points or more, but no, it just, it just was a very good game to watch. It was closer than expected. And, uh, yeah, it was Aaron Donald with that, uh, tipped or that per- he pressured Garoppolo into throwing a pick at the end of the game, and that's really what sealed the win for the uh, Lambs. You really think it was just Aaron Donald's pressure that sealed that win? No. I think it goes a little deeper than that. And I want to know, what do you really think about that game? Okay, so look, I hate him, don't like him, but credit where credit is due, Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup, the two main receivers of that game, they played phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. I got to give credit where credit is due. I can't always be hating on Odell. He's not really that bad. It's just I don't like him of what he did. Obviously, I'll get over that. Obviously, I'm not a Browns fan, but he's still a good receiver. Chelsea's still got some talent left in him. He wins the Super Bowl, and he'll make a million dollars, an extra 750000 for his performance. So a million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars That's a lot. I wonder how much that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there, DM, but I wonder how much of that money he's gonna turn over into cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and end up losing that. Yeah, well, he wasted seven hundred fifty dollars, turned it into cryptocurrency, and it's now worth like four thousand dollars. <laughs> four hundred thousand dollars. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. He wasted seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and lost. Three hundred some thousand dollars, and now his paycheck is four hundred some thousand dollars. Wow, that's at least he's getting a million if he wins the Super Bowl. Wow, that's the volatility of cryptocurrency <laughs> and the volatility of the NFL. Now let's talk about that AFC game. This was good. The Chiefs, hooey. Blew a 21-3 lead. How do you do that? Now, the Chiefs are winning in the first two quarters. 21-3, I believe. The Bengals start catching up. And I have no clue what happened. It just looked like the offense and the defense were just breaking down. They went into overtime. How do you let that happen, Kansas City? What happened? I want to know what happened in the locker room. I want to know what happened in uh, halftime or when you got that break for 
from the third quarter ending, what did you do? Why did you blow this type of lead? Now, this is interesting. The Bengals at the Rams in the Super Bowl. This should be a good game. Now, uh, obviously, we're going to recap the Super Bowl later, but everyone is saying that the Rams are going to win, but I have my opinion on that. Well, you know, since I am going to kind of help host this show a little bit and interject my opinion here, I'll tell you exactly what happened in this Bengals-Chiefs game. The announcers kept talking about, oh, how well Patrick Mahomes dances. Well, wasn't dancing out there. He was scrambling. Okay? And they talked about, oh, how well he's been performing and doing this and doing that. Well, I have never, ever seen Patrick Mahomes scramble as much and get no yards from it. The man is phenomenal. Mind you, I am not a Chiefs fan. I'm not even a Mahomes fan. But he's phenomenal. Credit where credit is due. Credit where credit is due. And when I saw him, quote, dancing out there, I was wondering, what is he trying to do? There was one play, and I remember this, because um, he it was fourth, fourth and three. He was getting pressured. No, third and three. I'm sorry, it was third and three. He was getting pressured by two defenders. Now, he has two options here. He could have scrambled and gotten at least a yard or two, fourth and one, kicked the field goal, got three points. Or he throws it away. You know, you want to know what he does? The defenders are chasing him, and he turns around and goes to the defenders. And in my mind, I'm like, imagine. Imagine being a two-year MVP. Two years, making the Super Bowl twice versus the 49ers and then versus the Rams. Imagine getting sacked and turning into the defenders. Just imagine that. How do you do that? Been in the Super Bowl twice, MVP twice, and you make a stupid mistake like that? What happened? What did the what did the Chiefs coach say? What went on in your mind that made you want to think, "Ooh, you know what? Let me stop running." Let me not throw this out of bounds or scramble for the yardage, but let me turn into the defenders or turn the opposite way and go in the direction of the defenders and take the sack. Well, GM, I always have my theories and my thoughts, but they are just mine. We'll talk about that when we come back. You are listening to the young GM, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. And welcome back. Now, GM, I really want to keep my personal opinion set aside from your show. But we are talking football here, and I got to let my voice be heard. Now, there's a lot of folks out there who say, oh, anybody who thinks that these games were rigged is delusioning, uh, is disillusioned themselves or that they don't know anything about what's going on and how could the NFL take one of the most most marketable quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, and give it away to somebody else? You know what? There's a reason. There's a reason that I believe that the NFL did that. Now, let's take the AFC game. 
Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have been in the last what three Super Bowls? Okay, Not three. They've been in two. The last three years, they've made the playoffs, but they went. They lost to the Chiefs one time, but they made the Super Bowl versus the Rams and then the Niners. I think. No, it was the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they played the Buccaneers last year. Yes, you're correct in that one too. Okay, now. Had the Chiefs, had the Chiefs gone back to the Super Bowl, it starts to look like the Chiefs are going to have another dynasty. Oh, but what happened when the fans got up in arms about the New England Patriots having a dynasty and running every single Super Bowl? They didn't want that anymore. So what does the NFL do? Oh, well, we got to pump the brakes on the Chiefs. We can't let them get in. Well, you're right. That's fine. Joe Burrow, if anybody's gonna get in there, Joe Burrow is is a good a good candidate to make it in the AFC. Not the best team to make it in the AFC, but Joe Burrow, his popularity, and eh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, let's take the NFC. I believe that the uh, the San Francisco 49ers have been getting job after job after job. They have been ripped off so many times in playoff games. And why not one more time? You got SoFi Stadium, one of the most beautiful stadiums in the NFL. And you got the Los Angeles Rams. Why would you not want your home team to win in their home stadium bring in the money bring in the money show me the money let's keep the rams there now by some luck of the draw the rams are not the home team even in their own stadium the bengals are going to be the home team and i hope that plays against them i remember sean McVay telling everybody oh don't sell your tickets, Rams fans. Don't sell your tickets. We want to get all the Rams fans in the stadium as possible. Well, guess what? You still have more 49er fans in that stadium. And you still almost lost that game. I believe that the NFL is in collusion. And they fix these games so that certain teams will win. But remember... That's only my opinion. What do you think, GM? Something could be playing against this, and you got something there. Um, so, um, twenty seventeen. I I'm not. I correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I'm going based off. When Patrick Holmes is drafted, the next year they make the playoffs and they lose. The next year after that, they go and they play the Niners in the Super Bowl. They win that one. That's their or whatever, first, second Super Bowl, and who cares? They make the playoffs again. I believe they go to the Super Bowl again against the Rams, and then I'm not sure. They go to the Super Bowl again. Like, they go three times. They go to the Niners, then they go against someone else. I'm, I'm thinking it's the Rams. I may be incorrect. Then they miss the playoffs again, or they go and then they lose in the playoffs they make the playoffs, they make the Super Bowl, and they lose to the Buccaneers, and then here we are again. So that's the Patriots they lose to, so that's one year. The Super Bowl, 
Then the next year, I'm not sure if it was Super Bowl or playoffs, but that's already three years of the playoffs. Super Bowl again. So it's five years. Four, four or five years in a row that they've made the playoffs Super Bowl. And I think that that's why they decided to pump the brakes on the Chiefs because the Patriots, geez Louise, almost like, what, eight Super Bowl wins? Then you can understand why the NFL wouldn't want them to make it. Now, the 49ers and the Rams, that one is – it's just two divisional teams going at it. Um, this one, I'm not sure if they had it fixed. Uh, I can understand wanting the home team to win, but, I mean, both these teams won by a field goal. One in OT and one just made the game-winning field goal with a minute 46 remaining. But – Honestly, I feel like the Chiefs should have won this game. Oh, who did they play? They, The Bills. The Chiefs beat the Bills. And you saw how well they played that game. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, the running back, the defense. The, the, the Chiefs had it set up. The Chiefs had it all set up for the win with their defense and their offensive weapons. And Travis Kelsey was their star player to get them the win. Tyreek Hill, the main receiver. Um, yeah, so the Chiefs definitely had it set. I had this game set it up to win. I just don't know how they lost. This, oh, it's honestly surprised me that they lost. I believe it might have surprised a whole lot of people. And uh, I believe it even surprised the bookmakers. But since we're not on the gambling tour, and just on the speaking tour, we got to pay some bills and we'll come back and talk to you again in 30. You're listening to The Young GM and we will be right back. And welcome back to The Young GM. GM, our next segment we're going to go into is the NFL news. And we got some controversial uh, topics that we want to touch on. And I know at that young tender age of 13, these topics may not be things that resonate with you. However, they are things that should mean something to you, especially when it comes to the NFL. So our first story we want to touch on is the king is dead. Tom Brady retires. What do you think about that? It's finally gone. Now there is no competition in the uh, NFC anymore. The Packers are probably going to be the most dominant team in the NFC from now on. Actually, never mind. Tom Brady's gone. Broncos just hired Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach, and they just hired Green Bay Packers tight end coach Justin, I cannot pronounce his last name, as their new offensive coordinator. Boom. We got a Packers offensive coordinator, and we got a Packers uh, coach as our head coach. Where else would Rodgers go? And where do you think Devontae Adams is going to follow Aaron Rodgers? Boom. We got Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers looking a little bit closer to coming to the Denver Broncos. Oh, man. Those boys going to look good in blue and orange. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But as we – uh. As we speculate on whether Aaron Rodgers ends up in our in our favorite uniform, let's talk about the Washington football team 
and that new striking name that they've come up with. So, as we know, the Washington football team, what they used to be the uh, Washington Redskins. It was a very offensive name, and that's why they ended up changing. Um, as they were going through names, they said they were not going to name themselves anything offensive like the Warriors or anything offensive to the Native Americans or anything like that. So nothing like the Redskins, the Warriors, and anything like that. But they've come up with a new logo, name, and a couple new jerseys. They are now the Washington Commanders. Now we don't have to go around saying the Washington football team. We can just go around saying the Commanders or the Washington Commanders. Good for you, football team, by the way. Good good job coming up with a name after two years. Well, I, I think that uh, the Commanders is kind of um, – it follows suit with where they play and where their where their team is stationed in Washington D.C. Very true. Okay. Now, you mentioned the Broncos. Yeah. You mentioned the fact that we got a new head coach. Yep. You mentioned the fact that we got a new offensive coordinator. Yes. And the fact that we are teetering on getting Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yes, assuming Devontae Adams follows Aaron Rodgers where he could go. And assuming that Aaron Rodgers comes to the Broncos. Tom Brady retired real quick. They're saying Aaron Rodgers could be Brady's replacement in Tampa Bay. Ooh, that would not be good. Nope. That would be horrible. <coughs> because if Devontae Adams follows him, the Buccaneers are a Super Bowl team for sure. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and you got Chris Godwin coming back next year. Whoo, that team's going to be stacked. Don't put your horse before the cart, or don't put the cart before the horse, however that saying goes. Aaron Rodgers has not committed to anyone yet. We're just hoping that he's leaning more towards coming to Denver. Oh, I think he is. I don't think he'll go to Tampa Bay. Especially with Ndamukong Su there. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Ndamukong Su needs to come on over to Denver also. <laughs> that being said, as we mentioned the Broncos, we know that uh, there's a couple stories, or at least one story, where the Broncos are in a little bit of hot water here with a, a certain coach by the name of Brian Flores. Now, I said earlier that we're going to talk on or touch on some subjects that are a little controversial and that at the tender age of 13, and that may not be something that you want to delve into. Um, but we got to talk about this subject. And with Brian Flores, it's, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword here. On one hand, you have him saying that the Miami Dolphins were incentivizing losses by paying him where he he alleges that the Miami Dolphins said that they will pay him $100,000 for every game that they lost. Uh, they did go 9-8 this season. They did go 9-8 this season, but was that because Brian Flores said <laughs> – the direction that you want to go and the direction I want to take this team in are two different places. Nine and eight is not a bad uh, is not a bad season. They just missed the playoffs because of 
the Raiders win, I believe. Yeah. Okay. The second is his allegations of racism in the NFL. Now, I don't know how you feel about um, or how much you know about the league's policy, but the league has a policy that states that if you have a head coaching position that's open, you must or the team must interview an African-American head coach or an African-American for the head coaching position. What are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I think they should just let them be able to be interviewed whether they're any race, white, black, African-American, everyone should be treated equally. It does it should it should it doesn't matter what your skin color is. It should be how you play professionally, how you do professionally. Like we know Henry Ruggs, what he did that was not professional, that should not be tolerated. Stuff like that shouldn't be tolerated. But if you're playing as a head coach that can take your team 10 and 6 the year before this when they went 10 and 6 they made the playoffs they just missed the playoffs at 10 and 6 barely 9 and 8 again he's he's a coach that turned this team around he played for the patriots 2008 to 2018 um 10 years under a team that has won seven or eight super bowls he can turn the team around if he's got a right team the right team does not mean giving him a hundred thousand dollars to lose that means winning or losing you get your spot in the draft whether it's the number one whether it's winning the super bowl and getting the number 32 whether it's getting number 15 14 26 you should just be able to play football professionally and be treated equally okay but that being said and there's an old saying out there where there's smoke there's fire you got another coach hugh jackson who used to coach your old team, the Cleveland Browns, who also said that there was incentivization for losses on that team. Now, this one, he was actually trying to go against because the owner of the Browns, Jenny, or sorry, Jimmy Haslam, said that he wanted to get um the number one draft pick because if you win then you're not going to get the number one draft pick and have the the youngest players whereas jimmy was going to pay him like money or something so that he could lose and get the number one draft pick hugh jackson said he wanted to use the bonus money to build the team to sign players in free agency players from 2016 to 18 that could have been like players that aren't mentioned, but Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon, Chris Harris, people like that. They may not have been in free agency, but still having the cap space and trading for people to rebuild the team is what he was trying to do. The owner, on the other hand, was just trying to get first-round draft picks, and we saw them go through 32 different quarterbacks. Uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Manziel, RG3, um, there's a lot more people in the name. Josh McCown, there's a lot more to go through, but they went through a bunch of quarterbacks. I mean, that's not really how you play professionally. You don't just uh, lose on purpose to get the first-round draft pick and then not even have the quarterback for a year and then trade him away. I've seen it happen many times where that first-round draft pick, or maybe not the first round, but – a quarterback coming up in the first round turned out to be a total dud. 
and I'll give you a, a, a not to pick on this particular team, but they have had zero professional quarterbacks really make it in a league, and that's USC. USC is a perennial dominating team in college football. However, their quarterbacks coming out of there have been absolute duds. And I'm sorry to say, Mark Sanchez, um, Matt Leinard, all great guys. But where are they now? Where are they in the league now? I think Matt Leinard maybe lasted a year. Maybe. Uh, Mark Sanchez bounced from team to team. He actually spent some time on the Denver Broncos. Bounced. Okay. He went to like the Jets, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Texans, that whole thing. Yeah. So losing, incentivizing losses to get a number one draft pick, especially if you're looking for a number one draft pick, that's a quarterback. Franchise quarterback. It's not the way to go. It is absolutely not the way to go. Now, as far as the racism goes, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what he said about uh, um, the Giants or the Dolphins or the Broncos being racist. Well, I know that he said that John Elway showed up at his interview and he was disheveled. Well, I don't know. But uh, John Elway could have had a bad night the night before. And he could have been running late and came to the interview. Now, if he came to the interview late, disheveled and still had totally no interest in doing the interview, then I might understand where Brian Flores might have a point. I don't know anything about the Giants and I don't know anything about the Dolphins. But I do know that, and I agree with you, it doesn't matter the color of your skin as long as you can do the job. And doing the job means winning football games. Brian Flores, as you mentioned, turned the Miami Dolphins around. He turned them around. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Nonetheless, the NFL did say that, uh, you know, they'll look into it. At one point, they said that some of his, or maybe not the NFL, but the teams themselves said that his... uh, Allegations have no merit. We'll see how it turns out. And on that point, not to be racist or anything, but we've had a you in the past of the NFL, you've had a lot of good um, black and African American football players. To name a few, you've got Mike, Michael Strahan, Jim Brown, Ladanian Tomlinson, Deion Sanders, Charles Woodson, Kyler Murray, Jerry Rice, Michael Vick, Russell Wilson, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith. Rod Woodson, Reggie White, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Lawrence Taylor, Ray Lewis. And you've got a whole, you see all those people, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Hall of Fame, Rod Woodson, Hall of Fame, Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith, Hall of Fame, Michael Vick, Hall of Fame. See what I mean? You've got a lot of players that were black and they played professionally. Michael Strahan, Hall of Fame, Deion Sanders, Tomlinson, all those players made the Hall of Fame and they played professionally. 
Now, coaching and playing, different because one's on the field and one's not. But they, they still pray for play play professionally and still are able to do their job and can win, then why does it matter? You're right. And it should matter. But we live in a world that we live in and we all both, we both know that this world is not right. So that being said, we will drop the racism talk. We will drop the lawsuit talk. We will move on from the NFL news into our next segment when we return with Ask the Young GM. You are listening to the Young GM, and we will be right back. And welcome back to the Young GM. The Young GM can be found on Spotify at the Young GM or on Anchor also at the Young GM. We're also found at on Instagram at the Young GM at Instagram.com. And you can write us at the Young GM at gmail.com. Now, GM, as I said in the last segment, we got a Interesting, uh, ask the young GM question that came up. GM, as the NFL, as the regular NFL season uh, ends and the USFL season begins, what do you think about the USFL and have you picked a team yet? Honestly, I haven't heard of the USFL yet. Not going to lie to you. Oh, GM. It's the United States Football League. Is this supposed to be like the XFL when the season ended last year? Pretty much. All right. I will have to look into that and choose a team. Uh, We were talking about USC earlier. Um, You know, guys, you may have seen Lincoln Riley went to USC, and now Caleb Williams is over there. Traitor. Well, Maybe USC will finally produce a good quarterback, and he will be from Oklahoma. He will always be known as a Sooner, by the way. <laughs> I like I like your style. You you are you are definitely loyal to your teams, and um, not the Browns. Believe me, if um, you have anything to do with Ohio or or the Ohio State College. <laughs> The young GM would rather just assume flush you down the toilet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see how Caleb William does. He did phenomenal for Oklahoma, and I hope he can do phenomenal for USC. I would like to see a, as although he's a Sooner, he, <coughs> I'm sorry, he's gone, but uh, let's hope he can do something good for USC. Maybe his career isn't all over. He'll be familiar, too. Every single player from Oklahoma is at USC right now. They should be called the Oklahoma Sooners 2.0. Excellent. Excellent. On that, we will call it a wrap. We want to thank our producers. We want to thank those who helped us with this show. Uh, Our producer, Emily Trapp. I am your host. 
and our star is the young GM. But most of all, we want to thank you fans. We want to thank you for supporting us by listening to our, our podcast. We want to thank you by writing in your questions. Please keep your questions coming. The young GM loves to answer questions uh, prevalent to football and even some that are not. But we keep this form strictly football. You got anything you want to say? Um, if you want me to maybe go over some other sports like basketball or soccer or hockey or baseball stuff, well, I watch basketball sometimes. I don't really watch baseball, soccer, or hockey, but if it's something that you guys want me to start looking into or talking about, I can totally do that too. We can totally do all kinds of sports. Oh, I guess we're going to have to rename you the young GM to the young GM 2.0. <laughs> Other than that, we will say adios. Have a good night, and we'll see you next time on The Young GM.